Hi, Caroline. How are you today? Yay, good, James. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, very good. Back for another episode. You've had a few guests on. Awesome. I I loved uh, Jesper, chatting to Jesper, and I'm really um, properly inspired by Barry, John, and Leanne as well. So I'm loving the interviews, and we've got some more exciting ones uh, lined up as well in the coming weeks. Yeah, they're great, and I think it's nice to hear for our listeners to hear other people's journeys and what they've done and the challenges that they've overcome as well. So it's, you know, great to have those people on. So yeah, looking forward to more interviews, but today we are going to be discussing what are angel investors and how do you get them? Oh, I know it's like a big question. When I first introduced the idea of other people's money, people are like, what is that? What is that? And then when, then when you layer it and say angel investor, they're like, who are these angels? <laughs> Where do I go? What website do I go to to find them? Where's the list of angel investors? And do they have large wings flapping around with their uh, big pa- uh, pockets full of money that they're just going to give you? Yeah, a bit different to that. Now, I on, on, the, on the concept of angels and the term angel investor, I don't particularly like the word angel because it does give you like a, a strange idea. And, you know, a, I think a private investor is a much better way to refer to it. <laughs> An angel does just give you the idea that they're going to come from somewhere randomly, drop some money with you, and just they're just there looking after you. They're... But that's definitely not the case, is it? Well, I ha- I truly believe, James, that I have a guardian angel. That's one thing. <laughs> but my guardian angel certainly will maybe attract private investors to me in yeah. some way, maybe. But yeah, I think the connotation of an angel overlooking uh, uh, us and, and taking care of us is is kind of weird when you mix that with money, isn't it? It is a little bit, and it's it's it, you you've got to go out. Angels won't just come to you, and private investors won't just come to you. You've got to go out there and and start talking to people and and raising awareness really of of what it is that you're doing. Okay, so let's talk first of all. Is what is a private investor mm. or angel investor? Yeah. What is that? What is it? So an angel investor, a private investor, is somebody that has money that it isn't maybe it is performing for them at the moment but they can see an opportunity for it to be working harder for them to be putting to be earning that money to earn them more interest basically so -hmm. that they just want to get their money working as passively as possible so it's literally somebody that has money that you know isn't it isn't performing very well that wants to get it working for a hands-off return that is effectively what an angel investor is yeah so if you think about anyone from the very, very high levels of investing, mm. you can think of people um, in their pinstripe suits um, in the city, you know, buying derivatives. And all they're doing is getting their money to work harder, right? Mm. By investing in a, a commodity or a product. But to the lay person, having money just sat in their bank, earning them maybe at best, at best, 4% right now, if yeah. it's locked up forever um when inflation is a well certainly double that Mm. you know they there's a bit stuck if they're not trained in derivatives commodities and the stock market yeah and and also that bears a massive risk because whilst the stock market can go up it can also go down so a lot of people are kind of they're looking for a safer way to get their money working as well yeah i mean i would say the stock market is the most volatile most reactive well crypto Um, crypto is probably slightly more volatile or uh, reactive but yeah well know. i actually put crypto into in my into head that stock because it's not i can't i can't it's like foreign exchange stock. isn't it yeah i can't physically see it or touch it or really understand what the hell it is and therefore it's just like a stock market thing <laughs> it's just like not real 
Um, so yeah, I think that's a scary place for most people, the lay people to understand or get their heads around because it's not an everyday mm. experience for them. But again, I think lots of people have an idea of what an angel investor is in that, that they have tons of money, they're in a successful job and all of this, uh, you know, living an amazing life. Mm. And why on earth would an angel like that give you cash? They're not necessarily tons of money in the bank. It no. could be someone with 10,000 pounds or 5,000 pounds that they've got hidden under, under their mattress. And they're or, kind of, yeah, literally saving it for a, a rainy yeah. day type of it's, type mentality. Yes, maybe their nest egg that they've been squirreling away and they're sitting there thinking, I'm barely making ends meet. I can barely, I can barely feed myself mm. with uh, the, my, you know, my pension or my benefits or whatever it is. And you can come along and say, well, actually, if you give me that 5,000 or the 10,000 that's under your mattress, I can actually bolster your income so that you can feed mm. yourself. Now, that's the other extreme, isn't it? I've gone yeah. from really you know City, well yeah. high super high earners you know people yeah. on footballer salary type thing going i've got too much money to yeah. somebody that's like i haven't got enough money coming in on a monthly basis almost how can i how can i earn a bit more and i think with where inflation's at and and there's definitely a lot more in the news now than about kind of the economy and and, and inflation and, and interest rates than there has been for a long long time so it's Now's a great time if you're if you're trying to go out and either raise more money or raise your first batch of angel investment. Now's a fantastic time to be doing it because you don't almost have to go and try and bring up that type of conversation about inflation, about, you know, interest rates are really bad because other people are doing it for you because it's it's what everyone's discussing right now. Yeah, it's brilliant. And do you remember that story about how one of our students um, helped her uncle who, I you know, kind of off the record he was on benefits but he'd been squirreling away mm. cash and then she took his money and with the interest he got from that it helped him buy you know new white goods for his flat and just had a better quality of life yeah. because she'd come along so you are actually helping people i know we're sitting here from a, our selfish point of view of give us our money so we can build our empires but in actual fact you are helping other people that if they stayed doing what they're doing right now financially would be worse off yeah Correct. Uh, affecting their affecting their uh, lifestyle, lively, you know, and, and quality of life. So um, it, we've got to view it as a win-win scenario. You're not mm. desperately out there seeking to sniff people's money out. You're actually offering a service that they're desperately needing. Yeah, and we're very much we prefer to work with people that we already know and and people that we've we, we like as well because we would if you know we do see it as helping people and giving them a better return on their money getting giving them something that they can't get elsewhere i'd much rather give that to someone that i know than to a complete stranger or a bank or you know a business person that is already making too much money type of thing yeah well this is uh, well this leads perfectly onto the next big conundrum right when, once someone who's just maybe starting out on their property investment journey and they've got their head around the fact that they can use other people's money they then go okay i've got the idea of this like angel angel person but how on earth do i find them because i don't know anybody with money mm. no friends or family with money all their social circles have no money so where do i find them and how on earth do i convince them to give me the money right and that's very hard for someone to remove themselves from that mentality and mindset mm. to start understanding that it's not necessarily 
people that you know. So I know that, James, you and I were trained to start with friends and family. Yeah. And while I would say 95% of our students go down that route, I did not. Um, because I had the failed business. I'd already been to friends and family because of that failed business. So I had to take the lessons of raising money privately and take it to strangers. Yeah, and which is I, much harder because with the well, people that already, I think, I think because the people that, you know, in your, in your social circle, whether they've got money or not, they already kind of have an element of trust. They already know who you are. So if they did have anything at all, they're going to be more likely to give it to you, I think, than a, mm. than a complete stranger, because you need to then build that trust. And, you know, if somebody just tapped me on the shoulder on the street and said, hey, could you lend me 10 grand? I'd be like, who the hell are you? And no, go away type, type mentality, because you just don't know who they are. You're like, how am I going to find them if they don't pay? How am I going to you know, get the money back from them? So I think there's so many more, you know, inherent risks as the angel investor lending to a complete stranger. I would argue against that, James. <laughs> words. Here's the debate. So if you've got friends and family who are very close with you and have strong opinions about what you should or should not be doing, and maybe you are going into, you know, investing in property that they don't either believe in or back, why on earth would they trust you, right? Because their yeah. opinion of you might not necessarily be a positive one, right? Even though you're saying that the trust would be there. Well, maybe not. Maybe because your past is not so yeah. great. All right. So if you can actually master getting people that you don't know to offer you the money without you asking for it, then that skill, I believe, is a very powerful skill. To oh, have. it's a massively powerful skill. I wouldn't. And, and my opinion of it is it's not the easiest thing to get started on. But I think it's yeah. if, if you've got that skill, then you'll be able to raise money from absolutely anyone because you've just proven it that you can just go to a complete stranger and get them to, to, to invest in your business. So it might not even be friends or family, but I've had we've had students in the past who start speaking to their boss. Mm hmm about what they're doing and then suddenly their boss has got some cash so all of their colleagues uh, colleagues at work that's kind of eventually led to them being fired yeah yeah and then their boss is figuring out hang on if i give you all this money to invest in property you're probably going to leave your job at some point yeah. um but think of the people that you interact with on a daily basis you have no idea if they have money or not mm. and if you have the mentality that you have to work hard for money. Money is scarce. It's going to be really difficult for you to get it. And no one's got it. Then guess what? You're never going to see it. Mm. It's that whole belief. You have to believe to, to see. Yeah. No, um, no one no one runs around saying, I've got X amount of money in the bank. So yeah. you've just got to treat it as if they might do. Any Anyone might have funds. If they do, fantastic. If they don't, it's fine as well. Because if you're starting to tell people about what it is that you're doing, at least you're raising awareness and building your own confidence about what you're doing as well. Yeah. So let's paint the picture then. Someone who has never invested in property before, has no capital, mm. um, is wanting to raise some private money to get started. They, you know, they're starting to view properties. They're they're crunching the numbers on these mm. properties they're viewing, and they're they're maybe on the cusp of potentially putting an, an offer in that may or may not be accepted. What are they honestly going to say to people around them with confidence that's going to allow somebody to say, hey, I'll give you 30 grand? Well, well, I think you've raised a good point there because they, you know, if you're starting out, you can be doing a lot of things without needing money, the money to start with. 
So there's actions that you can be taking before you even will need the finance. And as soon as you're starting to take those actions, that's when you need to start telling people what it is that you're actually doing. If somebody asks you, you know, how's your weekend? Oh, it was great. I was doing some dirty, horrible, smelly houses. Because at that point, they're going to go, oh, why were you doing that? Are you looking to move? And it's initiated a conversation. Yeah. There so for me, that's, that's, you know, we're often asked, you know, I need to go and raise some money and then I can start looking at houses. But that's a big no-no because yeah. you need to be taking action and that will help you in the raising of the finance. Yeah. I, I, I'm so passionate about this one message that you need the money first before you do something. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm really like thinking how I can re-educate my, my boys who see that around them all the time, have the money first before you get the PlayStation game or whatever it is. It's like, actually, show me the opportunity, show me the thing, and then tell me how you're going to find yeah. the money for the, it. You know, the kids aren't going to like save, save, save. I've saved my 50 quid that I need for my PlayStation. Oh, now which one shall I buy? They're going to be like, that's the game I want. How much is it? Oh, it's 50 quid. Okay, how can I get the 50 quid? Yeah. So this shopping, shopping for property. I mean, James, when we when we train people and maybe you're just starting out, if we ask that room, how many of you have actually gone to view a property as an investment purchase? Like most of them will say most will say they haven't started. 10%. And they're typically the 10% that might have already bought one or two properties anyway. So you've got people who are waiting until they have enough money to get going. Now, you and I know that if you wait until you have enough money, we'll never get started. <laughs> exactly. Well, by the time you've then saved up at what you thought was enough money, prices will have gone up, inflation will have hit harder, and you're like, oh, I need more. <laughs> yeah. So you're just always going to be in that. You'll always horrible, be a step behind. Yeah, that horrible cycle. So something has to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And so just changing that little action of yeah. viewing the properties. Now, I'm I'm really blunt with people um, when they say, you know, why why would why would an angel investor give me the money? And I say, well, frankly, if you don't know what you're doing, they're not. Correct. I think your knowledge is the the big thing that's going to shine out, and your your plan, your process, and ultimately, whilst they are investing in you, they're not really investing in you. They're investing in the property. They're not just giving you the money to for you to go and do whatever you want with it. They're giving you the money to buy a particular property. Yeah. And that once I got my head around that part and it took me a while, I'm not going to lie, like it, this was a massive mental block for me because obviously I was in a bit of financial tricky uh, situation that if I can talk with absolute confidence and knowledge. So when a potential investor asks me a question and I can answer it because I know what I'm talking about, then they're going to be more confident then they're going to want to give me more money. And then the positive cycle of attracting the money and putting it into the deals and growing yeah. and then telling more people about it and then more people want to get involved in it. And all of that comes into play but, because when the angel investor is getting that great return, they don't want their money back no. and they want to even find more money to give you. And and typically, the, look, the, if the first the first time you speak to somebody about it, they're probably going to start, asking you questions that maybe you don't have the answers to immediately because it's the first time you've done it. So if you can start thinking about what questions they might have and how you can be addressing that, it will start to effectively, it's like your, your little answer bank in your head of the, the, what, what are the go-to questions that people will probably ask? And what is my, what is the correct response to that? Because if you can answer the questions as soon as they're coming in, that will massively help build their confidence in you that you know what you're doing. 
Yeah, I know. We always come back to knowledge is power. Knowledge mm. is power. Knowing what you're doing, you have to know how you're giving them their money back. You have to know. Um, and demonstrate what, it to them as well so they can physically see that for themselves. Yeah. And and what, you know, what's the fallback if that doesn't go to plan? Because let's face it, real life doesn't go to plan. Yeah. It's not going to go perfectly B? every single time. Yeah. Plan B, plan C, plan D. Um, and when but you, I think that's really important, edu not educating, but demonstrating what the potential risks could be and how you plan on mitigating that. Yeah, so you're showing that you've thought of all the, the potential cock-ups along the way mm. and have got that covered. Yeah. That is very powerful to someone who might be thinking about doing it, but maybe a little nervous. Um, and of course, there are, there are people out there that have different attitudes and appetites to investing. So someone getting in the current market 5% per annum. That's incredible considering what they could get with that money set in the bank at risk because only a, you know 80,000 pounds or 85,000 pounds is covered by the bank. Yeah. Um in uh, policies, you know. But but you're probably not even getting 5% in the bank right now. No, so uh, you know, yeah. I've got angel investors that I pay 5% a year mm. to and and they're delighted with that and they're yeah. actively seeking out more money to give me at that level so it's a better alternative than they have found themselves elsewhere exactly and then i've got other investors who are far more aggressive with their appetites mm. and they're saying well i'm not going to do anything unless it's 12% because they you know, know they they must have a way that they can probably get 12 10 or 11% elsewhere so they're kind of going well it needs to be more beneficial than what i'm currently doing Correct. Now, interestingly, in my experience, what I've found, the people with the most money are the, the most rates. aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Because they've got knowledge of how they wouldn't have all that money if they didn't have knowledge of how to make it and how to make it work for them as well. Absolutely. Right. So their expectations are higher. Mm. Their demands are higher. Um, and so I'm going to say to all of you listening here, you don't need to be chasing after like that golden goose that's got the millions of quid in the bank in anything. Because you, you probably wouldn't want to pay them the rates they're going to request. You want to be you want to be speaking to your neighbor mm -hmm. who's just been living quietly next door to you for ages and suddenly find out that they've got a little inheritance coming their way or a little nest egg that they've been. Yeah, building. or they've just saved, saved, saved. And they've thought, you know, I'm going to put this up aside for as and when I need it. The other thing is su it's such a win-win. Um, I'm doing a lot of angel investing at the raising. moment. Or what, raising. Raising angel investment at the moment. And I love the process of explaining how it works and mm. someone going, that's better, better than what I'm getting right now. Cool. Right. And what I'm seeing is most people have the appetite to leave the money in for as long as possible because they can get more money that way more money. and that's yes. that then becomes that you know how do you pay these people back because obviously you're going to be paying them the lump sum that all the cash that they've given you but you're also paying them interest yeah. so typically do you pay people on a monthly basis or do you pay them kind of a lump sum at the end along with their capital back i personally prefer to pay them their their interest on a monthly basis mm. i have got one angel that prefers it quarterly um, but I like that because it means I keep on top of what, what I owe them. Yeah. It means that when it comes to me selling or refinancing, they get their full capital back and then that's nice and clean. You put 100 in, you're getting 100 back, right? Um, they also, what I like about it is they also see the benefit and feel the benefit every month. 
that's Every- that's the big one for me you it's yeah. it's not easy but as somebody as soon as the passive income from their perspective starts coming in they're like oh this extra you know 300 pound a month that i'm making from you know caroline that can cover a new lease on a car that could be yeah. i can put that aside that can cover the cost of a holiday or and all of a sudden it's kind of they'll start spending that extra money immediately yep. that you're giving them which means they're going to want to give it to you again and again and again and that's typically why when we say to people oh here's your money back they go no 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 keep it because no. they're thinking oh where where am I going to get that extra 300 pound from that I've been getting for the last year yeah I know and uh, the other thing from an investor's uh, from an investor's point of view that they won't see that's really good for our, for us as the property investor is when you're working with institutional money like the banks there's a whole time period of going into that agreement where there's forms and red tape mm-hmm. and credit profiling and la, 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 la. And then in some cases, they might charge you a fee to... Yeah, we're talking about how fees can almost be more than the actual interest earlier. Yeah, exactly. My, my, one of my bridges was £25,000 to set up the bridge. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, crikey. So you know, for for you as a property investor, this is a massive win because you're saving an awful lot on the fees. It's far more flexible. You are helping people who under normal circumstances wouldn't be getting this cash. Yeah. It's, it's completely, it's much more negotiable as well. The bank are going to say, right, here's the money. It's these terms, take it or leave it. Yeah. Whereas you might have an angel investor who says, you know, you might offer them a lump sum at the end because you're doing a flip and they go, Oh, I really want the money monthly. And you go, well, actually, okay, I can do that for you. You can kind of give and take. And you say, Oh, I might have to drop the interest rate in order to do that. Is that okay? It's so much more flexible and, yeah. and you've got a conversation going. You're never going to hit the, Oh, sorry, your credit profile says no. So we're not going to lend to you. Yeah. And it's so bespoke, isn't it? Every angel mm-hmm. investor wants different things. They maybe have different levels of knowledge on even what's involved yeah. and, you can be really bespoke with it, which I, I really like. Um, so I, I'm a huge fan of it. The other thing is if you're using a, a blended finance strategy of angel investment and institutional lending, like development finance or mortgages or bridges, you know, it doesn't show in your credit file. No. They institutionally, those lenders look at that deal and believe that it's your money your that's money. in it. You have skin in the game, but actually in the background, it's private money elsewhere. Because a lot of the lenders that we've worked with, the kind of the private investors, they don't really care about security and child because they know, like, trust, have done it before. Obviously, the first one they might do, but once they've done it once and they can start seeing the money coming in, they're kind of like, yeah, it's it's safe. We've got our loan agreement. It's personally guaranteed. Yeah. You know, we're getting our money. That's cool. Yeah. I know. And so this is why I think as a property investor and as you guys listening at property investors, it's your duty to go out there and take people's money and give them a better return than what they're currently getting. Because the banks, frankly, are stealing from us every Mm. single day and with inflation at the level that it's at, you know, they are needing people's money in the bank so they can leverage off that. Make Make more off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's stick it to the man and uh, give it to the small folks is where, where, where I'm at with it. Um, and 
it is a tricky concept to get your head around when you first start because you don't feel confident because you've no. never done it before. It's uncomfortable. You're talking about money, which is frankly bad manners and a bit crass because that might be the way that you've been brought up. The yeah. idea of asking someone for money might deem like you're in some way in trouble or you're struggling and so your pride doesn't let you go there and there's so many other emotions and beliefs and values attached to this money piece than just what is an angel investor and how do we find them there's a lot going on there and we have to work on all of those little elements to kind of get over those issues don't we yeah and it's the kind of if you just even even if it's friend family someone you want to help if you only just rock up to them and start you know asking them for money as and when you need it immediately that's immediately going to go put people's backs up as well so it is a, it is a process it's not going to just happen straight away and i think if you do start thinking about the raising of money before you need the money it will massively help you when the time comes that you you physically do need the funds yeah i know it we talk about planting seeds mm. and some of those seeds will flower really quickly. Some of those seeds will maybe never germinate. <laughs> never germinate at all. They're, they've been eaten by the birds. Yeah, they just sit dormant in that soil forever. Um, but, you know, you just plant enough seeds and you will get that beautiful flowery meadow. Um, but it takes that little bit of work at the beginning. And the and- upside as, as well is once you've done as once you've done it with one person and they've started to see the return coming to them, well, as as investors, you're always going to be needing funds. You're going to be needing more and regular. And, and as you start to build your portfolio, the size of deal you're going to be doing is larger so that you can then start saying to people, if there's anybody that you know that would also like to benefit from what I can offer, could you please put me in touch with them and I'll pay you a referral fee yeah. or something along those lines. So your angel investors who are happy customers can yeah. start doing the heavy lifting for you and start raising the money on your behalf. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I think the more enthusiastic your angel investors are and what they're getting. I had a conversation with one of my uh, angel investors just uh, at the weekend and they said, "Um, just wondering if you would like some more. (laughs) I'm like, yes, always. Why not? Look, I'd rather take £100,000 from that person than draw down £100,000 out of development finance, right? Because it's cheaper. Um, Less yeah, fees, all, all, all those reasons we've spoken about. Yeah, much cheaper. And so, yes, I'm always looking. Yes, yes, yes. What would you like to talk about? And he said, Oh, well, you'd be lucky if you can get 4% and this, that, and the other. And um, now, this is one of my angels that's getting 5% at the moment and is very happy with that. And I pay him monthly. And I said, But do you know what? Because of where the market is right now and because base rate's gone up a little, I'm going to offer 6% to you because you're an existing angel. And you know what? It was like he'd won the lottery. He was like, <laughs> awesome. And that's probably like an extra, you know. It was an, um, like 20 or 50 pound a month or something like that. It's, it's... On the 100 grand, it was a difference between um, about 89 pounds a month extra. So 100 grand times by 1% divided by 12. Yeah, it's like 83 pounds a yeah. month extra on 100 grand. And it's just like, that's really a tiny little difference. But he was, yeah, yeah, he was delighted because he knows he's locked that 6% in because let's be honest, if you're economically minded, we know that interest rates that the bank are offering you on money is not going to follow the base rate. It's not going to keep climbing, 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 climbing. You know, it's going to settle itself again at best 3% if you're lucky. He's just Mm -hmm. doubled his interest. Yeah. 
by literally moving it from that account into that account. Like, why it's, would it's, you do that? So it's easy. It's passive. And, and you might also find that there are people that, you know, the higher owners, they maybe like the idea of property. They want to invest in property, but they just haven't got the time to do it themselves because their job's so draining, sapping, tiring. Yep. And if they already like the idea of property and the fact that you're putting it into property, they're like, yes, this is kind of what I'm, what, you know, I believe in this as a, as an investment vehicle. So I'm happy to lend to you. Yeah. I love it. I'm a, Ooh. I'm a big, big fan. It's one, it, well, it is my favorite, most favorite method of it. Um, and then it, it just grows, doesn't it? It's hard to get that first one because yeah. mentally, mentally you have to get your head round what the hell is just happening here. Mm. Uh, but once you get over that little hurdle, you really can um, take it to, to yeah. any, any, any limits. You need to be finding good deals and, and you can't just go and borrow money from an angel investor, buy a house at market value <laughs> and then expect to be able to pay them back in six months because yeah. it, it all stems from having a good quality deal that will allow you to pay them, A, their money back and B, interest on top of that as well. That's really important to remember. Of course. I've, I've had students go, oh, so can I just get an angel investor to lend me money to buy my own home? We're like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, that's that's not what we're talking about here. Maybe we should have a little disclaimer in our intro. This is for... Yeah. It all stems from, as I said, having a good deal, which which is why we say you don't need that money instantly because you're not going to have a good deal. The very first property that you go out and view probably won't be a fantastic deal with loads of discount that you're going to be buying straight off the bat. Yeah, I know. Quality deal, mm. raise the money. Those are the only two things that you need to even think about as an investor and then outsource everything else spend your time on the high value tasks correct love it anything else james i think we've covered it yeah i think that's kind of explaining the basics the concepts of angels and what they are if you've got any questions then obviously about about angels maybe we could we can do a follow-up if there's more so on our um community uh, page maybe i'll i'll stick up a posts sort of for after after we've uh, released this episode and just any any angel related questions comment there and we can do maybe a follow-up if uh, if needs be if our listeners want that so um yeah perfect we'll do that brilliant great speaking to you again james awesome Looking yeah good to speak to you as well caroline and i'll see you soon for the next one brilliant take care bye I hope you enjoyed this episode of This Property Life with myself and Caroline discussing all the trials and tribulations of the things that we've been recently doing. Please tune in again next week for another episode from the Property World System and This Property Life team.